every author obsesses over one single date, the day their book gets published, their pub date. All those rigorous edits and deadlines leading up to that one infamous day when the book and author has been living, breathing, and conceiving for years is launched into the world. This is a show about pub dates, a place where we delve into the story, behind the story of how a book comes to market. I'm your host, Allison Trowbridge. I'm an author myself and the founder CEO of Copper, a platform that connects authors and readers around books. And I'm your co-host, Alex Hudgens. So welcome to our pub date. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a libation. We may not be in a pub, but we'll definitely be raising a glass in celebration. Jenna Kutcher, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I lost my mind with excitement when I saw that you were releasing a book. I am so thrilled. And the title of the book is How Are You Really? And so my first question for you, Jenna, is how are you really? <laughs> I should have known in naming my book that, that I would have to answer honestly because the subtitle is Living Your Truth One Answer at a Time. And so I'm like... I'm going to stay in integrity and literally just answer how I am in that moment. So good. And I'm so energized Mm. and I've never felt more aligned. I was just on a call with like a hundred people talking about my book and I got so emotional because I'm like, it just feels like the longest project ever, but like the most important piece of my life's work. And so I feel good. I feel stretched thin, but only because I love all of the aspects of my life right now. And so it's like this thinness of fullness, if that makes sense. A thinness of fullness. That might be your next book title. I love that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, well, talk to me about why now. So you have built this incredible platform and give so much advice and wisdom. You have a podcast called The Gold Digger Podcast. Why was this the moment that you decided it was time to put a book and your wisdom out into the world in that form? Yeah. You know, it's so funny, Allison, is that I am on the record multiple times saying I will never write a book. Really? Oh, I've said it on stages. I've said it on (laughs) podcasts. I have literally... Proclaimed, I will never do this. And hi, it's the new me. I'm here. (laughs) I have arrived. I changed my mind. Isn't that cool about being a human? Is that you can change your mind? And so it was really interesting because we were about to start trying for our second daughter, who's now Mm going to be seven months old. And we had had quite a tumultuous journey leading up to our first daughter. And so it was just kind of scary for me to like think about like throwing myself in that ring again with the potential Mm -hmm. of disappointment. And I went to get this massage. It was like in the heat of COVID. It was when things were creeping on open. It was our 10-year anniversary for me and my husband. And the woman who gave me my massage in a town of 1,200 in the northernmost tip of Minnesota uh, was very intuitive. And I randomly met her and I said to her, you know, we're thinking about expanding our family again, but I hold a lot of fear around that. And she said, Mm. there's something you need to do before you try for another baby. There's there's something you need to do and you're avoiding it. And I need you to go out and do it. Wow. She goes, she goes, do you know what I'm talking about? And I said, right away, I said, and without <gasps> hesitation, I said, it's write a book. I knew it. No way. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is like, think about that, Allison. Like, think about how many people's lives, like there's something they need to do and they know what it is. 
and they're not doing wow. it. And that day I went home from my massage, still had like the massage table lines on my face. And Drew was like, how was it? And I was like, I'm going to write a book. And he's like, I'm <laughs> so confused how this came out of your massage. And it was like this permission, which makes me sad that like I was waiting for someone to just say like, go do this thing. But that night I like opened up a Google doc and started writing and it just like flowed. And for so many years I had gotten, I was so fortunate to have opportunities to write books but it never felt right. It never made sense. I felt like people were handing me topics or things they wanted me to write about. And like, if you want to know the fastest way to squash a creative person, it's telling them what to do. (laughs) It's so true. And so so I literally just opened up a doc and started writing without an agent, without a book deal, without a pub date. And I just wanted to create. And that's how I wrote Mm. my first manuscript is in silence without any deadlines or obligations. And it was a really beautiful process. Wow. I love that. I love that. And and thinking about it as something that's coming from overflow. I think so much of yes. getting stuck in the creative process is when we put these demands on ourselves instead of actually allowing kind of the the muse, so to speak, to draw something out of us that yes. needs to to be brought to life. When you were writing the book, as you thought about your audience, who do you feel like this book is for? What questions are they asking that this book will be an answer to? It's so crazy because so much of the book, like, and I'm, I'm not sure if you felt this too in your own writing process, but like so much of the book was inspired by the conversations that I was having behind closed doors where it was like, and the reason why we named it what we did is like, I think we're going through life in this how are you state of like, good, busy, fine. And yeah. we're craving this like intimacy and this safety and security of like asking like, how are you really? How am I really? And like yeah. feeling safe enough to show up. And so it was really wild because like in the writing process, like the women in my life, we were having these conversations about relationships, about friendship, about community, about career, about motherhood, about desire, about ambition. And like it inspired so many pages and it was like, this is what we all want to be talking about, but like no one's having these conversations because we're stuck on the surface, like no one's willing to scuba dive. So I really wrote it for like myself and the women in my life, but I also wrote it through this lens of like, I want my daughters to read this someday. And I don't want them to read it through a lens of like, Mm -hmm. how do I be more like my mom? But like, I want them to read it through a lens of like, how can I come home to the person I'm made to be? How can I live Mm -hmm. my truth? Even if it looks opposite of the person next to me or my mom or my sister, how can I live my truth one answer at a time? And so it was a really like beautiful dichotomy of like writing for the people in my world, but writing for who Mm. I hope my daughters become. Oh, that's beautiful. I I was just in an event last night and saw an old friend's boyfriend and he was like, you know, how is this going? How is that? And on one of the questions, I was like, you know, things are actually hard. And this is what's hard. And he paused and was like, thank you for actually giving an honest answer. And I just think sometimes we need permission to be real with one another and Mm -hmm. realize that the connection and ability to be known that we're actually so deeply craving exists on the other side of being able to answer that question honestly. Whether it's, I'm amazing and life has just never been better and can we celebrate that? Or like, this is really challenging and I'm really being pushed to the brink right now and 
Yeah. Anyway, I just, I love that, that that's the topic you went in on for this. And I wonder, given that you've really made this beautiful career as a podcast host and an interviewer and asking other people questions, yeah. how did that kind of shape the question, the way you formed questions in this book and how did that experience guide you? Yeah. So this is going to be kind of a funny answer, but I used to never be able to meditate. I like didn't understand it. I couldn't get it. I thought my brain was too busy. I thought that the goal of meditating was to like empty out your brain, right? And so when I finally started to understand meditation, I needed someone to guide me through it. Like I needed someone to tell me like, it's okay. Just bring your thoughts back. It's okay. Your brain is wandering. Come back home. It's okay. (laughs) And so when I wrote the book, I was dead set on like just providing those like nudges, those like pings, those like invitations Mm -hmm. for people of like, oh, I just read this story, but like, when is the last time I had fun? When is the last time I cried? When is the last Mm -hmm. time I laughed? Like to really kind of like be introspective in a way, because I think a lot of times when you talk to successful people, and I think everyone's successful in their own right, they talk about like this like sadness of like, I missed it. Like I wasn't awake to my life. Mm. Like I wasn't enjoying the journey. Like I might have so all these things. And so it's like, how do we wake up to our lives? We ask ourselves the questions and we wait long enough to answer them. And so it was just this really beautiful thing where I'm like, I want to be that guide for people that don't know how to get quiet with themselves, that don't know mm. how to ask the questions. And I want to provide them the blueprint that shows them this isn't scary and it's not meant yeah. to be something that's paralyzing. It's really this invitation to be present. Wow. Oh, that's beautiful. Switching to the the actual book launching experience. Yeah. So it was really fascinating is like the writing part of the book was so separate from like the marketing of it. And I literally had to like compartmentalize mm-hmm. my brain in like, here's the creative fun part. And now here's like the get it out. And I've learned something that a lot of people haven't learned because of the space I'm in is that so much time we we spend all of our energy and time on creating this incredible product. And we don't spend enough time on figuring out how we're going to get it into the world, how we're going to get it into the yeah. hands, how we're going to actually make the impact with the thing. Like you have to sell the thing to make the impact. Yeah, Um, totally. Yeah. The biggest thing for me was like really figuring out like, what is the runway that I can commit to energetically having two little ones at home? What am I willing to do to get the book out? And what am I not willing to do? And how can I leverage like the gifts and the tools that I already have and utilize and the contacts that I've made Mm -hmm. to help reach the right people with the book. So it's been a really fascinating thing, but I've loved both parts of the process, truly. Really, really. Because I I feel like so many authors don't expect the getting it into people's hands part. And that's half the journey. It's a lot. I've never worked so hard to get a $25 product into somebody's (laughs) because I believe in it so deeply. You know what I mean? It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to, you have to believe so wildly in your message in order for it to all feel worth it. Is there anything that you've learned on this one that you would carry with you into? I'm just going to make the assumption that you're going to do another book after this I really want to do it. If I could like live a life where I just did the Gold Digger podcast and wrote books, I like... 
I think that's the life I'm moving towards. (laughs) Okay, so here's the biggest tip that I can give anyone, whether you're an author or like a book reader, is getting super clear on what you need help with. Because I think it's like a lot of times if you've Mm. ever experienced a loss in your life or something like that, people are like, hey, let me know how I can help. And it's like a lot of times we don't even know what we need and we definitely don't know how to communicate it. So I've gotten so clear in my asks where I'm like, you can support my book by doing this, this, and this. Or like, I need people in my life who can offer this, this, and this. If you can do this, can you just like this text and I'll follow up with you privately? Wow. And so really just like getting super clear on like, I need five people who can connect me with these different people. I need 10 people who will offer to buy 10 books. I need someone to help make sure that my marketing is clear. Like just getting so clear on the asks. And it's so beautiful because when you do that, you give people the opportunity to help you. And some people find so so much joy in being the helper. So that's so true. I feel like that's such good advice. It's we're so afraid to to just ask for what we need. And it's really, it truly takes a village to launch a book. And I've had so many people that they're like, I'm willing to help you. And I'm like, I don't even know like what you can offer. Like, I, like, I don't know what would serve you or what you mean when you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Tangible. Like I'm willing to send this book to five friends or I'm willing to do a post on Instagram. It's like so helpful. And it like takes away all the guesswork because it's like, you don't know what you don't know, you know? That's so good. What would be kind of in closing thoughts, what would be your advice or encouragement for that person out there who when you who who feels that just that nudge of I need to write that yeah. book? I don't know where to begin, but I know that that story has to be in yeah. the world. Open up a Google Doc and title it I'm writing a book, not I'm going to write a book or if I write a book. Title the doc, I'm writing a book and simply get started. And the other piece too is like, Mm. just incorporate it into your current life. Let your current life be the inspiration for inside of it. I didn't like book a retreat center and go away for two weeks to write my book. I wrote it in little pockets Mm. of 20 minutes of time in my life. And so I think we have such an extremist way of approaching things that it's like so beautiful when you can integrate this new idea, this new passion, these words, Mm. these stories into the life that you're already living it makes it such a whole organic process, but it also takes this pressure off of being creative on a certain timeline. I think that is such good advice. Jenna, I'm so thrilled to see this book launching. I cannot wait to get it in people's hands and for the impact it's going to have. Well, and thank you so much for the work that you do. I'm so inspired by you. Our team is obsessed with you and the work that you're (laughs) doing matters so deeply in this world. And so thank you for just being a little bright light in our world as well. Oh, thanks, Jenna. Thanks for being here. 